This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Staggering new numbers just released by the Heart and Stroke Foundation show for the first time ever, overwhelming evidence linking heart conditions and stroke to brain decline. And we remember the remarkable life of Kitty Kahn, whose infectious spirit made her a celebrity. The 106-year-old died this week. Her active life serves as a lesson to us all on how to embrace aging. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. There's talk of ageism in the run-up to the 2020 U.S. election. The need for, quote, generational change is code for too old, according to 66-year-old activist Ashton Applewhite, who's written books about age discrimination. She says any call for younger candidates without evidence an older person is incompetent is like saying a woman can't do a job. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who may run, is 70, and many other possible contenders are in their mid-70s. Former Vice President Joe Biden is 76, and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is 77. President Donald Trump is 72. There are plans to ensure the Queen's safety in the event of Brexit unrest. British officials say if the UK suffers a disruptive exit from the European Union, they'll use emergency evacuation plans first drafted during the Cold War. They involve moving the 92-year-old monarch and the entire royal family to a safe location away from London. Britain's government is struggling to get support for a Brexit agreement before the March 29th departure date. Always wanted to learn a new language but just don't have the time? A new study suggests we can be fast asleep and still learn. Researchers tested people taking a nap while listening to a recording of new foreign words and their translation. Once awake, the test subjects could recall the word pairings with 60% success as long as they were heard during a specific sleep cycle. The study is published in Current Biology. The first woman to fly a tactical fighter jet has died. And this week, she was honored with the first-ever ceremonial flyover to feature all-female jet pilots. 65-year-old American Rosemary Mariner, who died of ovarian cancer, made it her goal to become a pilot in the armed services after her father, also an Air Force pilot, died in a plane crash. A close friend said Mariner took her cancer diagnosis the way she approached everything, by educating herself. That's 
the unmistakable voice of legendary hockey broadcaster Bob Cole with his trademark call. The 85-year-old is in the last year of his contract and called what's widely expected to be his last NHL game in Toronto this week. The Maple Leafs paid tribute to the iconic play-by-play announcer whose voice has provided hockey with some of its most memorable moments. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Groundbreaking Canadian research is radically changing the way we think of vascular disease. For the first time ever, the connections between heart conditions, stroke, and cognitive decline have been mapped, proving they're more deeply connected than researchers knew. The Heart and Stroke Foundation calls it a troubling wake-up call. U of T professor Dr. Leanne Casabon is also the director of the Toronto West Regional Stroke Centre. What we know from the Heart and Stroke Report is that there is a really strong interconnection both with various types of heart disease, stroke, but also with vascular cognitive impairment. So this study over 10 years really showed Something that we knew about, but now we have proof. Vascular cognitive impairment, in other words, dementia. Vascular cognitive impairment precedes dementia. So it's the earlier form where people start to lose some of their thinking abilities, ability to do some of their activities. But in its more severe forms, it is dementia. How can you know if there's a connection to heart disease? We do know that at least 9 in 10 Canadians has at least one of the risk factor conditions for heart disease and stroke. These are things like high blood pressure and diabetes or smoking, obesity. And in people that have those risk factors, those are people that really need to know if they may be at risk for some of these conditions. And what are the conditions that you examined? So this report actually went beyond that to look at some other heart conditions that are now becoming more common. Like? These ones include atrial fibrillation. That is a form of heart rhythm disorder that becomes more common as we get older. As well, we also, though, looked at other congenital heart conditions. So these are heart conditions that a person would actually potentially be born with. So that is where there is newer evidence now showing some of these linkages. Most people that have at least one of the cardiac conditions or stroke or vascular dementia are more likely to have more than just one. That is really something that is eye-opening to all of us because in the past we were really focusing on people's individual conditions. Now we have to see people with potentially multiple conditions and figure out how we can best serve them so they can prevent things such as dementia. There's a systems part of this, and so the healthcare system really does have to work to adapt to better provide care for people that have more complex conditions. This report shows us over this past 10 years in Canada that there are populations at greater risk. And they are? These populations include women, as well as Indigenous and Aboriginal peoples, and other people who may not have all of the means. So people, for example, who live in poverty or under an optimal socioeconomic status. It's really ensuring that healthcare providers also have that awareness of the importance. And if I go to the next level, 
for those who are doing the research to really ensure that research into the future always includes a gender and or sex-based analysis that can help us better understand what are the impacts for women, for men. Many of these conditions and vascular cognitive impairment can be treatable and preventable. And if people get the message of the importance of how connected heart, stroke, and mental conditions are, that the hope is that they will do what they need to to prevent things for themselves. Dr. Leanne Casabon, thanks so much for being with us. It was my pleasure. That was Dr. Leanne Casabon, spokesperson with the Heart and Stroke Foundation. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Weekend Review coming up. Remembering an inspirational centenarian who captured hearts and headlines. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. This week, the indomitable Kitty Cohen passed away at the age of 106. Here's a moment that was a highlight of her long and happy life. Kitty Cohen, 101 years young, was the most senior walker to participate in all the walk events. This year, she will be joined by her daughter Bernice and granddaughter Robin. Please welcome Kitty to the field to throw out today's honorary first pitch to Josh Tolley. Kitty captured our hearts and became a local celebrity as she approached her 100th birthday because of the way she embraced her volunteer work and her life. Paul Aloffs was CEO of the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation at the time. Kitty had a passion to do something for the cause of cancer, and she was persistent in terms of her fundraising and getting out in front of people in support of this walk. The walk was challenging. Back in the day, it was two 30-kilometer walks over a Saturday and a Sunday. I remember that well. <laughs> you, you did the walk, and you were one of the great supporters as well, Libby. But Kitty quickly emerged as uh, a leader and a spokesperson for walkers, and she absolutely relished the role of challenging people and getting them involved in the walk. The idea that she could do something challenging as well, um, become a leader and a, and a spokesperson, I think that this appealed to her in different ways. In addition, she was a major proponent of being active and staying active. I mean, the question she used to get all the time is, how do you do this when you're approaching 100 years of age? And her answer was always, big smile, very simple, keep moving. She also uh, really relished being in the public eye. She did. I mean, she was super intelligent. She was very funny and engaging. She had this wit, but she had a a natural way. And uh, boy, put a microphone near her. I remember at the end of one of the walks in front of thousands of people, we're giving her an award and paying tribute. And I made it halfway through my tribute speech and she just grabbed the microphone and took over. (laughs) That was it. That was Kitty. And she had a way with words and her words were authentic and they were from the heart and the uh, personal power coming from this not even five foot tall uh, individual, almost a hundred years of age was something that was spectacular. Even when she was tired after walking many kilometers, She was dancing, smiling, and happy. So that kind of authentic disposition that she had that was was so positive, I don't think I've ever met such a positive person in my life. 
Well, uh, that might be one of the reasons she made it to 106. Kenahora, as we say. Yes. Here's an interview I did with Kitty in 2016. Kitty, I haven't seen you since you were, I think, 100. You look fantastic. <laughs> 103, come jive with me. <laughs> and 104, I wouldn't mind for some more. <laughs> and 105, I'm glad to be alive. <laughs> hey, we're all glad to be alive. Uh, well, uh, I am I'm very much blessed for this way of living and many of my friends aren't with me. That's the sad part. They're gone. Now, you're here for a launch for the one walk to con one day walk. The one day, day walk. walk. So are you gonna be walking? Indeed I will. My daughter and granddaughter join me and we are so happy and of course hundreds of photos are taken of me and I'm a great inspiration to many, many walkers. Well, I I should say so. Uh, yes I am. Uh, uh, they they should know that by doing this they are helping to find a cure for cancer and that is our job so that we raise money to pay for the scientists the doctors the researchers we need to do that that is our business that's why we're walking now one of the things just one of the things that i find amazing about you is that you've taken on this cause but but you don't really have a personal experience with cancer well uh, family I had uh, cousins, yeah, a few cousins have gone by way of cancer, and many friends, many friends have gone. Cancer took them. I don't think I'll get cancer. I don't think, not at 103. <laughs> no. <laughs> but others are suffering. Now, as you've said, you're an inspiration to many people, not just on the cancer front, but in general, longevity. I mean, there are more and more people living to 100, so I'm sure many people want to know, what's your secret? I would say just keep moving. I, I, I like to think that uh, you don't give up, that you, each day brings new challenges and I want to be amongst those who are living and smiling and, and dancing. What do you do in terms of exercise or anything like we, that? We exercise every day in our facility so I'm, I'm doing some exercise walk, as well as walking and singing is one thing they have a sing-alongs and that helps too and I drum we have two lessons per month drumming and um, I do poetry, and uh, I just and a lot of reading and a lot of uh, Scrabble. I love Scrabble. Oh wow, I love Scrabble too. We'll have to get a game together. <laughs> Great, come and visit me. <laughs> and um, the exercise that you do every day, what type of exercise is it? Uh, a little bit of yoga and stretching, and a little bit of dancing. Yeah, keep the body moving. Yeah. How important do you think that is? It keeps the muscles working for you and the brain working too. Don't let the brain idle. An idle brain is the workshop of the devil. And the devil's name is Alzheimer's. I've talked to a number of other people who are your age or were your age. I was really surprised that they seem to be 
tired of living. Because they're not doing anything. Their brain is dead. They're not using their brains. Uh, they're not getting out there and doing what's nice, listening to music and moving to music. I go tap dancing every Wednesday night. Tap dancing. Tap dancing? I fold dance. I square dance. So I'm dancing. <laughs> so what do you say to people who are probably doing okay physically, but have that feeling of, of you know, they've had it? They've had it, yeah. Well, I feel sorry for them because uh, life doesn't end with old age. It's all up here. If you say that you can do it, maybe you can do it. It's all a state of mind. That's all it is, a state of mind. If they give up, then they're finished. You have to keep on fighting. You mentioned the sadness of losing your friends, yeah, your peers. That's the sad part. How do you deal with that? Well, it, it's, it's c'est la vie. That's the way it is. I'm sorry they're gone. I can't help it. I can't help that. That's the way life is, here today and gone tomorrow. I'm lucky that I'm able to talk to you and to come down here in this morning. I'm very happy that I can do that. I'm very happy, too. <laughs> Thank you for meeting me. <laughs> Thanks for coming down and, meet and talking to me. That was centenarian Kitty Cohen, who passed away this week at 106. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up, a birthday for an artist who wrote unforgettable songs and then had a musical written about her. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. It's time for your International Arts Datebook. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown. Now underway, the Berlin International Film Festival with Juliette Binoche, the star of Michael Andache's The English Patient, leading the jury. The festival runs through February 17th. The Monet Marmitan Museum in Paris is presenting private collections from the Impressionists to the Fauves, an exhibition of 72 paintings ranging from Monet to Matisse. A festival of lights is brightening dark days in Copenhagen with more than 40 light and art installations. The festival runs through the end of the month. And to mark the 200th anniversary of the birth of writer, artist, and social reformer John Ruskin, cultural institutions around the world are into a year-long program of exhibitions, conferences, and events to celebrate his influences. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Book. This week, the incomparable songstress Carol King celebrates her 77th birthday. King and her first husband, Jerry Goffin, co-wrote some of the biggest hits of the 1960s, like Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow, Take Good Care of My Baby, and The Locomotion. After their divorce, Carol began her transition from behind the scenes to performer, singing her own songs. What followed was her Grammy-winning 1971 album, Tapestry, that sold over 25 million copies and is listed by Rolling Stone magazine as the 36th best album of all time. To cap it all off, Carol's life story and achievements in the music industry are the focus of the huge Broadway hit, 
Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Right now, here's Carol King with one of her biggest songs, I Feel the Earth Move. I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel the sky tumbling down. That was Carol King with I Feel the Earth Move from her 1971 album, Tapestry. She turns 77 this weekend. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. Produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Snymer. Produced by Christine Ross, Michelle Saunders, Paul Thomas, and Andre Lowy. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.